0: Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is so critical for managers having an effective sales meeting. And I am so thrilled to have Carol Torn with me today to share her many years of experience. Carol has her own sales consulting business, and, but was a former Wells and City, and, and has been in mortgage banking for many, many years. I'm not going to say how long, so, but I'm going to say uh, very experienced and has managed hundreds of people over the years. So, um, Carol, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Pat. Great to be here. Uh let's talk about the first issue for our listeners today and, and talk about your own career. Um, how did you I mean over your career as a manager, um, how did you actually get into managing?
1: Well, I think I got in just um, by evolution and interest of coaching people and developing my own career as well as their career. So started more as a team coach or team lead and just continued to progress. And the progression was really through self-learning, listening, watching, um, and then really diving into both management training and leadership training courses. One of the big ways I thought I'd kind of put myself out there was taking on some of those big projects or doing the extra to show that you can be a leader amongst your own team.
0: Yeah, that's a a great way. And certainly, I think that for many people, sometimes they get managing jobs by default. It sounds like you really were looking for that.
1: Yeah, I was. I think that I saw the opportunity. I was fortunate to be in a company where we had a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity to do that and just continue to step up so that Mm -hmm. I could step into those roles I think making clear with your manager what you're interested in
0: is Mm -hmm. also
1: a good way so they can support you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So what was the best advice you've ever heard on this topic? I mean, managing, it sounds like you've taken lots of courses and, and really participated in educational components. So what's the best advice that you would share with everyone today? Yeah, I think the best advice would be
1: listening and understanding what motivates each person on your team Mm -hmm. and managing with that motivation. I think one of the courses that really highlights that is situational leadership, understanding where they are in their learning curve and their acumen and also their willingness or their goal to participate at whatever level. So it's both
0: the willingness
1: and the ability to do the job.
0: Yeah, that's another uh, really important point. But if you had to say, and now I know that you've managed over the years, hundreds of people, kind of what's the secret sauce that I think many people miss as managers or or maybe is a stereotype that really isn't what it's like?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about being the real person, being open and honest, seeking feedback, but understanding what's important to them. Um, so just being real, like you're, you're one person, just like they are, and that what they have to say and what's important to them is important to you and important to the company, Um I just think having some kind of connection or relationship with the people, you do that through listening, you do it through observing, and you do it through your own actions. And that's not really in a management course. <laughs> right. um, I think people make the mistake of trying to be
0: at a certain level or trying to show they're above, which in my mind is probably the opposite of what you need to do. Sometimes one of the hardest things is that if you were a peer of people in a group and now you become the manager, did you ever have that experience in your own career? I did,
1: multiple times actually. And that is hard because you need to earn the respect and the level of where you've been promoted to. So I think, once again, asking for their input, bringing in their input, ensuring they know that their voice is important, Mm -hmm. Um, but taking the lead and showing your expertise, too, uh, so that you show that you belong Mm -hmm. in that role.
0: Yeah. No, it it is a hard thing. And that sometimes happens for a lot of people within mortgage sales and mortgage origination is that, you know, maybe they were a loan officer and all of a sudden now they're branched because the manager had left and now they're it. And um, some of the other people might have wanted that job, too. And so you have that conflict. How would you address that from your viewpoint?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, it's all about the win for the team. and. Mm -hmm. No salespeople are about what's in it for them. So ensure that you're focusing on that and that you're encouraging them to continue to be successful and you're providing that support, um, obviously within all the guidelines, but showing that you're still there for them and they're part of the team and they're important. You know, you can have to continue to earn your space every day.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it, earn your space, uh, because they're not going to follow unless you have earned your space. I mean, that's really a good point. So if you had to say, after all these years of managing, is that, what has been a key practice that you keep coming back to and and you've gone into situations where you started up from really nothing and then you've had situations where you were part of a team and then now managed them I mean talk about you know the, the the you know people say about listening and all this other stuff but how do you put that in practice and what does that really involve Yeah, that's
1: a great question Pat For me, it was about doing regular roundtables, and Mm -hmm. I did it at different levels within the organization. So you can do it with your direct reports or leaders in the organization or top performers, but I also like to do it with a random selection of loan officers so you got the real flavor of what was happening, Mm -hmm. and I would have some open-ended questions ready. but really it was their forum and their time to talk about what was important to them. Mm -hmm. I would take really great notes and I would ensure that I followed up and followed up through the chain of how I needed to work through to get things done, but also follow up with them and the team to ensure they knew that what they said was important and it was being addressed and we were working through the process.
0: Right. So, when you had a round table, so did you limit it to a certain size, or in other words, you can? Was there just some mechanism that you kind of use as a formula? I mean, talk about that.
1: Yeah. So we limited it to about twelve. Mm-hmm. Maybe fifteen, so you could fit around a, t- a conference room table, and that everybody had an opportunity to have their voice heard. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can't force it, but really encourage each individual to speak up, and um, you know, add on to maybe what someone else had said.
0: So, did you find uh, that they were hesitant to speak? I didn't find that with myself, and I think one of the reasons was is because they knew who
1: I was. I really had worked on just being a real person to them, mm-hmm. and so I felt like I wasn't intimidating in that setting. Now, that's from my perspective. Hopefully, they felt the same way, Sure. but I got a lot of input, and you, know, you always have those team members who are willing to speak up, and, and hopefully, they kick it off for you, and others will join in.
0: Right. So what type of questions, open-ended questions that you would use? I know in my experience, I would use questions like, tell me what the group does well and tell me what the the group doesn't do well. What were your type of questions that you were asking?
1: Yeah, so I do think it's important to start with what's going well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, You know, it might be on a specific topic or Mm -hmm. a specific area, but really help them talk about the positive
0: Mm -hmm. first.
1: Right, And then ask them, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. What are your challenges? What are the key areas that you need help with? Something like that, so that you can help drive the conversation into a positive outcome. Just what's important for me to know is probably another good question.
0: Yeah, no, that is a great question. And how did you handle what I kind of call the person that, like, dominates and then the other people can't get a word in edgewise. So how, how was that handled?
1: It was person to person, so you were in the same room. So it's a little easier to manage that when you're sitting down together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would look to the another person and say, is there anything you'd like to ask? Or, sure. you know, try to pull out other people so that, you know, they couldn't take it over. Or I would acknowledge whatever the issue was that they were discussing and say, okay, I think I've got it. I'll follow up with you if I have more questions.
0: And so if you acknowledge
1: their point, then hopefully they're ready to move on.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I I find when you're putting together salespeople, you always get that one person that, you know, is it's really going on and dominates the group. So you do have to control it otherwise, the other people. And I do find myself, what I have uh, always done is to ask each individual to speak because if you don't do that, you'll right. have people that won't say anything and you, you don't want that to happen. But what happened in, in, in your career when you look at it from the standpoint of, um, okay, that's great if everybody works in the same area uh physical area or geographic area but when you how do you you handle that when it's remote and you're in one location and i know you've managed you know a whole litany of different places across the country how do you have these round tables um where you are remote people are remote from you
1: Yeah, so it is more difficult. Um, You know, we do a town hall setting where we have an opportunity to speak up. But when they're in a large group, it's much more difficult to encourage people to speak up. They're intimidated. So I think the key is to keep it small, just like as if you're sitting at a a conference room table Mm -hmm. and encourage the conversation. Um, You know, it takes a lot more uh, work to be visibly Paying attention and acknowledging mm-hmm. what it is they're saying, so that mm-hmm. they know you know you're listening and the other people are listening. Again, and make sure it's a topic really important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true of any sales discussion or sales meeting, but um, particularly if you're trying to get information and, and help them.
0: Right, right. Well, that kind of leads into really the topic for today, and certainly. All of us, whether you've been at a bank, a mortgage banker, or a credit union, um, meetings seem to be Really, the topic that takes up a lot of time. And I don't think, just from what I see, is that many managers don't really know how to run an effective meeting. And so, why don't you talk about how you would do that and um, some of the insights that you've had over the years of performing uh, and leading meetings? Yeah, so great question. I think, first and foremost, you know, having a good agenda. And getting that agenda out
1: early, one of my key learnings is not everybody's willing to speak up on the spot, so you need to ensure that the agenda's out there. They know the topics. If there are areas you want discussion or examples to highlight that so they're prepared. Um, I think in every sales meeting, you want to hit the key items, whether it's your KPIs that you're monitoring every day, month, week, as well as any key... Um, areas that you're focused on from either a team perspective or a company perspective. That could be risk. It could be customer experience or, you know,
0: mm-hmm. how many
1: families are you helping to put in homes? And then I would highlight the top performance around those key areas. So hit them one time, highlight the top performers, and then If you have time in your meeting, I always like to hear from those top performers. So give them a scenario or an example and let them talk about how they've been successful at engaging customers to increase conversion rates or engage realtors to increase referrals or um, ensure that they have um, the best funding rate and putting more families in homes and have them give you their examples and talk about that with their peers Mm -hmm. so that their peers hear it. And they're, you know, what I've seen is they're taking, you know, really great notes to make sure that they capture that so you know that they're engaged. And then, you know, wrap it up again with highlighting the KPIs or the goals that you all have
0: set and
1: what the best ways to hit those goals
0: so talk um, about the length of time of a meeting that you think should be ideal.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the frequency. So I would suggest a weekly sales meeting, mm-hmm. um, probably a half hour each. If it's not weekly, then or if you're having some kind of quarterly discussion, then it can be longer. Um, One of the best meetings that I've been involved in is, you know, it was one of those quarterly meetings and you were doing a lot of recognition, but we had each person from the different areas like customer loyalty or um, conversion rates or compliance, and they talked about how they were able to reach their um, higher levels. and. Everyone in the room was uh, really focused on learning and taking notes. So to me, it depends on frequency as to the length. But with salespeople, hard to keep their attention for long. So 20, 30 minutes if you're doing Mm -hmm. it weekly, um, maybe hour if you're doing it less frequently,
0: So, 45 minutes. How do you uh, steer away from it becoming a whiner uh, session where they're whining about pricing and they're whining about, you know, the latest underwriting changes? Um, How how do you handle that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question.
0: Um, I think
1: acknowledge. Okay. So if there are things that are difficult today, acknowledge them, maybe highlight what the company or you are doing to try to address it, Mm
0: -hmm. but then refocus
1: them on what they can control and what are those best practices to be successful in that area.
0: Yeah. It's, that's a really great point because uh, you'll end up, if you don't, and I think you really hit the key that I don't see enough of, is that you have to have a written agenda so people know what where it's going. And basically, there is a format to it. So it, it does, uh, when you don't do that, in my experience, it just goes off the rails. And then before you know it, that one person who talked about the deal they lost and that thing can take over your whole time so we've all had that happen yeah so have you when you look at it from the meeting standpoint and again talking about location and you're doing this let's say with people all across the country or or in a state or region Mm -hmm. um and you're doing it through conference call were you using video anytime or were you just strictly doing it as a conference call I did not use video. I know a lot of people have moved towards that. Um, I -hmm. used
1: conference call, Mm -hmm. Um, but really ensuring that you're paying attention to the engagement level of -hmm. the various people in the call, Um, maybe having different topics that each of them take the lead on Mm -hmm. if you're doing it remote is a good way to keep engagement.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, then here's going to be the killer question. Um, when you're doing this, uh, how do you, and you can hear them typing away on their computer, so you know they're not paying attention. So how, how do you handle that issue?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, first of all, you got to call it out. And if you know who it is, maybe ask them a direct question. Sure. Um so I think acknowledge that it's occurring and ensure that you're bringing everybody back to say, okay, we only have a half hour together today. Let's make sure we get the most out of it. And you know, these are the topics we're going to discuss. Is there anything else that needs to be addressed? Right. And that's how I would end the meeting is to ensure I ask for their topics, whether you address it right then or you take it and add it to the agenda for the next week if it can be waited on. Um, To me, that's a good way to close so that they know, again, what's important to them is important to you and uh, you're acknowledging that and either addressing it right then or addressing it the next week.
0: Well, that's a lot of great points and a lot of really important points, to. because really our way of communicating is through meetings. So we only have a few minutes left, Carol. Why don't you kind of summarize kind of what you think are the takeaways for today on this important topic of having an effective sales meeting? Yeah, I think
1: key, key takeaways, you hit on it again, you know, have an agenda, getting it out early so people are prepared. Ensuring that people know if you want them to provide examples or you're going to ask them questions So they have a heads up and then focus on those key topics that are really critical So that they feel like they're spending their time in a valuable way and it's meaningful for them and then
0: recognition
1: and asking for their input or their questions
0: Well, no, that's we could talk for hours about this topic, but it is such an important tool for managers. I can't agree with you more. And you really have shared a lot of really good insights for sure. So I want to thank you, Carol, for uh, certainly being part of the podcast today. And I want to thank all our listeners for listening and look forward to the next podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Pam.